Merry Christmas, everyone. So in the Dark Horse comics, they're now legends, of course, there's a series that covers Qui-Gon's younger life and all the missions that he's embarked on. From having an apprentice that turned to the dark side named Xanatos to taking Obi-Wan under his wing. The series covers an array of interesting backstories to our favorite characters. Now I'm going to compile all these issues into this video, but if you do want them brought to life, just let me know in the comments below. At the age of 10, Qui-Gon entered the Exhibition Day Tournament, where young students were encouraged to show their skills to other masters and spectators, so that they may become apprentice to those spectating. Qui-Gon easily defeated all of his opponents, and faced off against a childhood friend of his at the Academy. Her name was Tal. His astonishing skills bested her as well, taking first place and winning the attention of Count Dooku. Now let's bypass all that and fast forward several decades to Qui-Gon now having his second apprentice, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Having continued his friendship with childhood pal Tal, the two began to accept their attraction towards one another, increasing their mutual force connection and feelings. While training with Obi-Wan on Ragoon 6, Qui-Gon sensed a disturbance within the Force. He started to see visions of Tal in fatal danger. Upon returning to Coruscant, he had learned that Tal received a distress signal to protect two twin girls that sought protection after their father, the Supreme Governor, was assassinated. Requesting the Council to permit him to aid Tal in this mission, she and the Masters declined his help, for he would attend to other matters that the Jedi Council saw necessary for him. After about three weeks of not hearing from her, Jin was flooded with worry and more premonitions of her in danger. Now against the orders of the Council, Kenobi and Master Qui-Gon traveled to New Epsilon to discover if she was alright. This is where the story gets kind of fun. They disguised themselves as tourists. The two Jedi visited the Museum of Absolutes, which basically was a headquarter for outlawed secret police. After finding Tall, they learned that the twin girls she was supposed to protect were kidnapped by the Absolutes. Now, there was this guy named Balog. He was the leader of the world security. He arranged a peace meeting between worker and civilized sanctions where a Jedi's presence was requested. Tal revealed to Qui-Gon about her feelings, reciprocating the emotions that they both agreed to carry out their missions and speak of their emotions once resolved. However, Qui-Gon learned that there was to be no meeting and that Tal was falling into a trap by Balog and his league with the Absolutes. Jin's mind began to race once the information had been relayed to him by an inside source. This was the first time he was confused without a plan at all. This is Qui-Gon Jin we're talking about. He was always cool, calm, and one with the Force, never panicking. Obi-Wan reminded his master to keep calm and stick to the mission. Collecting himself, Qui-Gon did so. Traveling to the local black market, Jin picked up an illegal probe droid and transport tracking device to find Balog. Over the next four days, the Jedi went searching throughout New Epsilon without sleep. And I will kill you. Jin was determined to find Tal. He felt the worst was happening to her. Much like when Luke had visions of Leia and Han Solo, and Anakin had visions of his mother. After finally finding Tal and Balog, Jin arrived to the scene where she had been poisoned into paralysis and placed into a sensory deprivation containment device. Balog threatened to kill Tal with one more lethal dose, but to his surprise, Jin harnessed force speed and cut off Balog's trigger finger with his lightsaber. As Balog escaped, Jin rushed Tal to the hospital, believing that he could save her, but to his great depression, she passed away as he gave out one loud cry of anguish. Her death caused Jin to spiral into extreme depression, much like we have never seen him do before. 
raising powerful dark side emotions of hatred and revenge within him. As he blamed himself for her death, he vowed to get revenge on Balog. Searching the planet relentlessly, Qui-Gon finally came across his enemy, cornering him and attempting to take his life. However, he was stopped by an angelic voice telling him not to follow through. After hearing Tal's voice, he snapped out of it and realized the path he was following, the path to the dark side of the Force, was wrong. Deactivating his lightsaber, he took Balog and the twins who were behind the plans all along into custody. The Jedi flew back to Coruscant for Tal's funeral, saying goodbye to her one last time and vowing to never fall to his emotions again. So what do you guys think of this? Would things have been different if Tal didn't tell Qui-Gon to stop? What if he had turned to the dark side? Perhaps he'd have joined Count Dooku. Now I could make a cool fanfiction on this if you guys wanted. Or we could do what if he used the dark side to fight Darth Maul? Then maybe he would go on to train Anakin with his new teachings, being alive. We're actually going to be getting a new Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan book in 2019, so I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you guys all enjoyed the Vader fan film, and I hope you're having a great Christmas. Thank you for watching, everyone. I will see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be always.